Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Here's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. And all through the Old Testament, they're theophanies, Christophanies. And it's a mystery that's been hidden. And it's now revealed to the holy apostles and prophets, even as Paul stated in Ephesians 3. The mystery of Christ as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. But yet, even then, Paul spoke of the cherubim. Now, focusing on the cherubim, most of the commentators are going to say that cherubim are an order of angels. And now, when we take a good look at that, and we see the Christophanies in the Old Testament, that we're going to see that the Lord appeared in angelic form, the angel of the Lord. Well, there's an angel that followed uh, there and led the children of Israel out of Egypt there in the Exodus. And it's said that this angel has my name in him. Then the Lord would appear in a cloud by day, fire by night. All of these are Christophanies. There's a Christ, it's God Almighty, revealing himself in the Old Testament. And we see that all the Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. So it's all Christ. But there's more revelation in Christ here in the last days and the latter days. And that's the reason Paul, when referencing the cherubim in Hebrews 9, verse 5, when we see he's talking about the first covenant. And he talks about that that had a worldly sanctuary, but with a divine service. And he's speaking of the Day of Atonement, because we know that the altar of incense uh, there, the golden century, it's within the veil. So we know it's a Day of Atonement. But he says a statement there, a declarative statement, that begs to be revealed, a mystery that he couldn't speak about it then, that it's reserved until the last days. When we see that in Hebrews 9, verse 2, there was a tabernacle made at first, which was the candlestick and the table and the shewbread. Well, of course, the table of shewbread and the candlestick there and the altar of incense was there all through the year, except on the Day of Atonement. Then we have that altar of incense that golden censer going within the veil on the Day of Atonement, and it speaks of a time of tabernacles in that third season. He goes on and says, this showbread and the candlestick, there that was called the sanctuary, the holy place. Then after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, the holiest of all being the most holy place, the holy of holies which had the golden censer. Now that lets us know that's the Day of Atonement. And the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was a golden pot that had manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant, the tables of stone. The next statement goes into a revelation there that Paul says he cannot speak particularly about it at the time of Pentecost. Now, he's written 14 books of the New Testament. And Paul certainly 
if there was a revelation there to be given in Pentecost, he would give it to us. He did not declare or shun declare to all of us the full counsel of God. But he states there in Hebrews 9, 5, he says that, that over it, the cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat. Now notice, very important, he says, of which we cannot now speak particularly. He cannot particularly speak about the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat. And there's a reason. Now we focus on the cherubim, and we have to find out, well, why? What is this revelation of the cherubim, and what does it have to do? Well, we know that in the New Testament, it's going to be Christ. It's all Christ in the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. It's to reveal Jesus, who is the Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And signified it by his angel unto John. John the Baptist foreran Jesus' first coming. And John the Revelator in these last days in the spirit of Elijah will forerun Jesus' second coming. And the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. That Elijah ministry and that we see as John, the body of Christ, that must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. That's the body of Christ. We see that in Revelation 10. Well, what's the significance of the cherubim? Well, we have to find out what is the origin? What is it made of? What does it depict? Well, when we take a look, that cherubim are first mentioned in Genesis 3.24 after the fall. That we find that we the verdict of the first Christ, Christophany, or the first proto-evangel of about a Messiah, the Christ, the Christos that will come, is in Genesis 3.15. Speaking to the serpent, he said, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and her seed, and he's going to bruise your head, and thou will bruise his heel. Now, he goes on and says in Genesis 3.24 about the cherubim, and we're going to notice it's a capital C there, just like the angel that went before uh, they're having the name of the Lord in him, we're going to find that's a capital A. We're going to find that uh, Genesis 48, 16. And that angel that redeemed thee, it's a capital A. Speaking of deity, it's Christophany. It's a theophany. Christ is God. So in the whole volume of the book, it's written of Christ. It's written of the Lord Jesus. I come to do thy will, O God, for a body that has prepared me. Search the scriptures, for in them we think we have eternal life, and these are they that testify of me, Jesus said. Well, when we take a good look at that, that in these cherubim, that they're going to be made of olive, olive wood, of an olive tree. So we see there in Revelation 11, there's a time coming that God is going to give power unto his two witnesses. But this is after the temple of God 
is measured. Notice it was read like unto a rod given unto John, saying, Rise, measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. There's a measuring there. We see that right in Zechariah 2. The angel there with a measuring line in his hand there to measure the temple of God. That's in Zechariah 2. Zechariah 3, then we see there's a change of raiment on the ones called by Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, a type and shadow of things to come. Well, in Zechariah 3, we find that Joshua is before the Lord. Satan comes there to withstand him. And it said, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen that Jerusalem. But he's rebuking Satan. And then it says this, it's not a brand plucked out of the fire. Well, what's plucked out of the fire? We find that. What's coming out of the fire? That fire unfolding itself. The fire is the color of amber. amber. The hottest fire there is in the color amber. Well, coming out of that fire in Ezekiel 1 is the appearance of a man. And that man we find is that Jesus is the head and we the body of the Christ being the type and shadow there as revealed in the last days, the cherubim. Now we're going to see that most commentators say that the cherubim are angels, but we're going to see that in Genesis 3.24, God placed cherubim at the east end of the garden of God along with a flaming sword turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. And what is the cherubim? Capital C. It's a Christophany. Well, somebody said it's an angelic form. Well, yes, it is. But it's not a permanent residence, a permanent tabernacle, a permanent dwelling of Jesus. It is divinity. Just as the angel that came there to Abram, Abraham, when he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. We'll see many different Christophanies in the Old Testament there. That is uh, the three men that came to Abraham. And the two went down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, which were angels. But the one that stayed back with Abraham was the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That is Jesus Christ. That's a Christophany. That's Christ. And we find in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that all the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. When it did testify and signified the sufferings of Christ, that sufferings of Christ is the same Christ that is the Spirit, but now is manifest. Christ manifests in a body of flesh and blood. It's not Christ Jr. It's not a second person of the Godhead. It's Christ. God's revealing that now. He's revealing it in judgments. Because when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. 
and the righteousness is revealed when Jesus stated the Holy Ghost has come, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, of righteousness, because I go to my Father. He's glorified back with the Father's own self, with the glory he had before the world was. He put it off to be revealed to his creation before the world was. That is what we see in these Christophanies in the Old Testament. We're going to see that Moses saw God in a similitude, yet God said he spoke to him face to face. We're going to see that uh, Jacob wrestled with an angel and called the place Penal, face of God. And he, from that time on, touched in the hollow of his thigh, and he called his name, now I'm from Jacob to Israel. But he did not reveal the name of that angel. It was not to be revealed in the Old Testament because God had not taken a permanent tabernacle, a permanent abode, a permanent manifestation of himself yet. And only when he takes a permanent abode, makes a permanent dwelling, that he will reveal his name and place his name there of who he is. Jehovah is salvation. Jesus. What about these cherubim? The cherubim is the focal. It's the focus there in Revelation 11. These two witnesses that God gives power to are two olive trees. They're the two candlesticks. Well, we know the candlesticks there in Revelation 1. The candlesticks are the seven churches. It's the seven candlesticks. So we already know the candlesticks are the churches. But he said, I give power to my two witnesses. They'll prophesy for 42 months, time, time, they have three and a half years. And he states there, these are the two olive trees, not just Moses and Elijah. These prophets there are not just two men, but it speaks of Jesus, the head, and we, the body of the Christ, because it references the two olive trees, the two candlesticks, which are the church. It is the church of the living God. And the cherubim there, the two olive trees, are the two cherubim of glory that we see in 1 Kings 6.23. We find that the cherubim were made of a olive tree. It had 10 cubits height, with each wingspan being five cubits. And they shadowed the mercy seat, just as Paul stated that the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. Now there was cherubim that were in and of the mercy seat and looked toward the mercy seat of a beaten work of gold. But this is not the same. This is the colossal, Olive trees. It lets us know it's the olive trees. The cherubim there of olive trees overlaid with gold, which were colossal cherubim. They were 10 cubits high in Solomon's temple within the holy place, the holiest of all, the holy of holies. As Paul spoke there in Hebrews 9, verse 5, and their wingspan 
being five cubits on each wing, and touching one another, another cherubim that touched the wall, touching the wing of this cherub, shadowing the mercy seat under it with touching the other wall with the other cherub. Two cherubim there with the wings extended, being five cubits on each wingspan of 20 cubits, the width of the holiest of all, the holy of holies. Touching the cedar work, God's uncovering the cedar work in the last days. He said he would in Zephaniah 2. He would uncover the cedar work. To uncover the cedar work, it's overlaid with gold. But to uncover the cedar work is it's coming through the gold and uncovering that work of cedar. And that cedar wood is the wall, the cedar walls in the holiest of all. The walls speak of salvation, the walls of salvation. But it's a cedar work. And in that cedar work, there are in the walls carved an engraving, a seal, an engraving of an engraver. And then that cedar work in 1 Kings 6, we'll see that there's a carving of a cherubim, the first one. And then carvings of palm trees and a carving of open flowers. The cherubim there is mysterious. Most commentators will say, well, it's just angels or that it is an order of angels. But very few will say that what it really is. It will be revealed in the latter days, in the last days, and that is a, a theophany, a Christophany. Because placed at the east end of the Garden of God were cherubim, capital C, just we find uh, as in that angel, capital A, in Genesis 48, 16. It's a theophany. It's a Christophany. It's a manifestation of God in the Old Testament, but not revealing his name, just as he did to Manoah. And Manoah, after that is Samson's father, that he wanted to see that angel that spoke, that said, if you're going to have a son, no razor come upon his head, and he will drink no wine, and that will be the vow of a Nazarite. He wanted to see that angel again, the angel of the Lord. And he, when that angel came back and Manoah saw him, and he told him what the angel had already spoken to his wife. And Manoah said, what is your name? So when this comes to pass, we'll be able to give you honor. Notice the angel said, why do you ask me my name, seeing that it is secret? It's secreted until the Lord will take a permanent manifestation, a permanent abode, a permanent dwelling, a permanent manifestation. That's in a body of flesh and blood. So he did not take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all the manifestations that he did in the Old Testament, theophanies, Christophanies, be it in a pillar of a cloud. The Lord appeared in a pillar of a cloud and stood at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. It says that. Well, that's another theophany, another Christophany. 
the angel that wrestled with Jacob, Theophany or Christophany. We have the same in the burning bush, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. I am that I am, another Christophany, the Lord Jesus Christ. We find the same with Moses, that he spoke with God face to face, and he saw his hand apart in the glory of the Lord, proclaiming his name, and he said, God said that he will. Now, most prophets revealed to himself in dreams and visions, but with Moses, he said, I'll speak to him as uh, they're in a similitude. In other words, a greater revelation and a manifestation than just a dream or a vision. That's a Christophany again. The I am that I am. Well, we see that in that same respect, that capital C on the cherubim in Genesis 3.24 is a Christophany. It's a theophany. And that flaming sword, we know, the word of God. We know that that capital C, cherubim, have four faces. Lime, man, ox, and eagle. There, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but there are four faces. There are four horns that frayed the earth. God raised up four carpenters to rebuild it. Jesus is that carpenter. But it has four faces. That's the cherubim of Genesis 3.24. It is a Christophany. It is not an order of the angels. It is a manifestation of Christ in a Christophany referring to in the last days that in we, the body of Christ, in the stead of Christ, being in Christ's stead, are given to us the word of reconciliation. We're given the ministry of reconciliation, which is the work of the ministry. And that is the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat is the work that God will do in the last days, being past his act, his strange act, his work, his strange work that we read about in Isaiah 28. It has surprised the hypocrite God lays judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet. And this will be his work that is excellent in counsel and wonderful in working. This will be the judgment of God. We on the body of Christ will have the rod and the staff to correct us. He'll use the rod and the staff not to destroy his body, but so that we will not be condemned with the world, but it will finally crucify the flesh with the effects and then the lust, mortifying the deeds of the flesh to the point where this is sealed up in God's treasures to, re- to be revealed in the latter days, these days. He says in Deuteronomy 32, when the Lord is this not sealed up among my treasures, for the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribulation, the trouble. When he sees their power's gone, not Holy Ghost power, we come to the end of ourselves. All of our own will is laid aside. We've crucified it with the affections of the lust to do the will of God. 
that we find at that point there's none shut up or left. There's nothing there of the flesh anymore that we have literally crucified the flesh with the effects of lust in order to do the will of God. And these are the ones, these cherubim of glory, the body of Christ, the olive trees that will receive power with God for 42 months, time, times and a half, three and a half years, fulfilling Jesus' week of years, a heptad. Jesus was cut off in the midst of the week and caused the sacrifice and oblations to cease. There, once and for all, through his one offering of himself. He was cut off, but not for himself. But who shall declare his generation? Isaiah stated that. What generation? The generation that shall be counted for the seed. Jesus said, this generation shall not pass until all these things, things of faith, be revealed. That's the reason why these cherubim, they are the body of Christ, which is that Christ generation of Matthew, the first chapter, the 42nd generation. Jesus is that 41st generation, but was cut off, but not for himself. And the cherubim, the candlesticks, in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus, the perfect image of Jesus, having his same four faces, will reveal the work of God in the last days. Christ through them. There in Genesis 3.24, the cherubim had four faces. It's a capital C. As Jesus, along with a flaming sword, to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a Christophany. There, just like the Lord that stayed back with Abraham, while the other two angels went to Sodom to destroy it. But the Lord stayed back with Abraham. And we find that Abraham asked, said the Lord, well, you're righteous. What if there's 50 righteous souls? Will you destroy it then? For 50 righteous souls, I won't destroy it. That's the Lord God Almighty. That's Christ. That's the Lord Jesus. That's the God Almighty. He said, well, what about if there's 45? And you know exactly that truth. It goes from 50. Abraham keeps going down. How about 45, righteous soul? 40, 30, 20. What if you only find 10 righteous souls? Will you destroy it then? He said, for 10 righteous souls, I will not destroy it. And the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty went his way and Abraham went his. Well, we know what happened. The point is, that was a Christophany. As we see that many times that the Lord would manifest himself. He would do it there in an angelic form. He would do it there in a pillar of a cloud. Nehushtan, he lifted up uh, the brazen serpent in the wilderness. The man with a sword drawn there with Joshua going over to the promised land. He sees that man with that sword drawn. Joshua says, are you for us? Or are you against us? He said, neither. Take the shoes from off your feet, Joshua, for the ground you stand on is holy. 
Who are you? He replied to Joshua, I am captain of the Lord of hosts. That's the Lord. That's the Christ. That's God Almighty. At cherubim is a Christophany in Genesis 3.24 to those that have an ear to hear. And there's four faces there. Jesus had and all the glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ, but they're four faces. We see in 2 Corinthians 3 that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. What are those faces? Well, they're four faces. That's a cherubim, capital C, in Genesis 3.24. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. They're in Matthew's gospel. The gospel according to Mark, he is that perfect man. In the gospel, according to Luke, he is a suffering servant, the ox. And in John, that face of an eagle. Line man, ox, and eagle. Well, there's four faces of Jesus, the four carpenters that rebuild the earth. It's Jesus Christ himself. But now we are called to be in the image of Jesus Christ. We all, with open face, beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, and God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and out of ourselves. That is the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat. It's the final work of God and the work of the ministry that Paul could not speak particularly about in the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost a different season. It's reserved for the latter-day season of tabernacle, which we are in now, in the third day. Now, that is a great work that the Lord will do. Whom the Lord did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, we are to be in the same like four faces of Jesus Christ in his glory, have that same face revealed in the excellency of the power of God in the body of Christ. To do that, we have to go through that rod and the step of God to not to destroy us, but to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. That is, we're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. The judgments of God in the rod and the staff, the bread corn is bruised, and the coming beat out with a rod and a staff, and the coming with a staff. That's the seed of God, the body of Christ. But we're not appointed to the wheel of the cart or the horseman, the wrath of God. We're not appointed to that. God will not allow the horseman or the wheel of a cart to come up on his harvest. And we find that in Isaiah 28. In this last day work of the ministry, it will be a profound radical change from Pentecost. It's new wine that must be put into new wineskins. It's a radical change from Pentecost to the glory in tabernacles, that glory of the latter rain. It's the former rain was moderately, yes. Acts the second chapter on. Paul was in that latter, that former rain. But now he spoke of the latter rain, cherubim of glory. 
shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. Paul saw things that was unlawful for a man to speak, and he saw a man caught up to God to the third heaven. Whether in the body, out of the body, could not tell. Such as one caught up to God, caught up to the third heaven, and saw things unlawful for a man to speak. Those things are the things of faith reserved in the last days. That's why in Revelation 10, when John, he heard what the seven thunders uttered their voices, and he was about to write. And he said, write it not. Well, why? Because this is going to be through the little book that must be taken out of the angel's hand. And he has to eat all of it, not partial truth, not a Pentecostal truth, not just a John 3.16 truth or an Acts 2.38 truth, but all truth. Growing up into Jesus in all things of faith so that we're not tossed to and fro by everyone of doctrine. But John had to take it. Nobody's going to give it to you. This kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets weren't to John since that time. Men pressed their way into it, just as Paul stated to the church of Philippi. I'm not perfect yet. Neither have I already attained. But I'm trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before. That last day work of the ministry, the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat. The judgments of God manifest in the earth through the body of Christ as instruments of God going through the land, proclaiming the everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. It's the work of the ministry, which is a strange work. Bringing to pass this act is strange act. The Lord God himself said uh, that it would be a consumption decreed upon the whole earth. Not to destroy it, because a consumption decree will overflow in righteousness. Well, all will know him from the least to the greatest. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. But there's a work before then. And that is when all things are revealed in truth to the body of Christ that God hath provided some better thing for us, that they, those that died in faith, having never received the promise, without us shall not be made perfect. That perfection to the full maturity of the Jesus Christ, of the statue of Jesus Christ, in the word of God and receiving that word in the work of the ministry, not just knowing Jesus in his person, that he is the spirit of God, but also the work, the work of the ministry which we are all called for. The cherubim there, we must be in the likeness and the image of Jesus Christ unto a perfect image. Nothing short of the promises of God. Taking heed lest one promise slip any of us, we should seem to come short of entering into his rest. Hebrews 4. Somebody said, well, that's a very profound statement, Brother Beard. Do we have to go that deep in the word? 
Well, put it this way. Jesus stated that not all that saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. They were born again. They called him Lord. No one can call Jesus Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, except by the Holy Ghost. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. He is that Lord of glory. And we see that, that the Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3, 17. And where the spirit of the Lord is liberty. But we all with open face beholding is in a glass. Not seeing through a glass darkly, as in Pentecost, but beholding is in a glass now, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. There we see it in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10. We see it again in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. There's not only 24 and 20 seats in heaven, but 4 and 20 elders there, but there's also four beasts, four zoe, four living creatures. And these living creatures are not angels. They are the redeemed of the Lord. We see it in Revelation 5. The four and 20 elders and the four beasts sing the song of the redeemed. Angels are not redeemed. God did not take on him the nature of angels but took on him the seed of Abraham. And they sang the song of the redeemed. And they are the ones that proclaim this gospel in Revelation 6. One of the four beasts said, come and see. The white, red, black, and pale horse rider. Those are the ones saying, come and see, and proclaiming the everlasting gospel. There we find that in that angel, having uh, that everlasting gospel to preach to the inhabitants upon the earth, that's the body of Christ. The messengers of God, the angelos. Not angels. Angels are not going to preach the word. They desire to look into it. They're preaching the gospel to them that dwell upon the earth. But they desire to look into it, but they, they're not redeemed. They do not and have not been redeemed. They can't sing the song of the redeemed. That's the body of Christ. That's mankind. God has chosen the foolish, uh, foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost. And there we find in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, coming out of that fire and folding itself, just as we see in Zechariah 3, Joshua stood there. Is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? What's that for the ceiling? And give him a change of raiment. Well, going through the fire, there will be a change of raiment. There, he takes off the filthy garments and puts on a new change of clothing. And then we see what it is in Zechariah 4. Two olive tree. Zechariah sees it. What is it? It's a word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Who is Zerubbabel? Hey, God, too. Zerubbabel is as a signet. Zerubbabel is as a signet? Yes, that's the sign. That's the seal. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. 
What are these, Zechariah? He said, I don't know. These are the two olive branches. These are the two olive trees on the right and the left side of the Lord that empty out of themselves the golden oil. They're the two olive trees. Who are they? The body of Christ that are in the same image of Jesus Christ, having that same line, man, ox, and eagle that you see there in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10 are the same that you see exactly the same in Revelation the the fourth and the Revelation, the fifth chapter, the living creatures. And they have lion, man, calf, and eagle, one and the same. And they have that same face of Jesus. God has shown forth as drawing the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus had four faces. That's the reason there's four gospels rather than just one. Gospel of Matthew, according to Matthew. Gospel according to Mark. Gospel according to Luke, a gospel according to John, lion, man, ox, and eagle. That now we see coming out of the fire in Ezekiel 1 5, coming out of the fire, folding itself was the appearance of a man. What do they see? Ezekiel in the 30th year, son of Buzi, saw visions of God. Well, 30 is the number of years that Ezekiel was. For the priesthood, to be a high priest is 30 years of age. Numbers 4 states that. Well, that was the 30th year of Ezekiel. At that time, that's a place of blood. It's a type of the high priest taking his office. And we're called as kings and priests of the Lord our God. That is uh, that Melchizedek priesthood, which we are called for. Which Paul tried to explain to the church at Hebrew in the fifth chapter, and said, this is hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing. You can't understand the work of the ministry. It's hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing. And when you ought to be teachers, you ought to be able to receive this word, but you have need of milk and not a strong need. You are babies. And these babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. You don't understand the progressive truth to come to the image of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man. Then we can see there that Paul states that in Hebrews 9, 5, these cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, they're full grown. To the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in the same image of Jesus. Jesus had four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power might be gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, there's the face. How many faces? Well, the living creatures of Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 have four faces, lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the same as in Ezekiel 1, coming out of that fire just like Joshua did in Zechariah 3. And a change of raiment. So the body of Christ is going through a change of raiment now from Pentecost to tabernacles. A higher level of glory and deeper revelation that God is doing now to those that haven't ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And we see that. They're coming out of that fire and folding itself in Ezekiel 1. Who are they? They're the parents of a man. What is that man? That's the Son of Man, Jesus, the head, we, the body, the body of Christ. And 
they four had their four faces, the face of a lion, man, ox, and eagle. But notice this cherubim is a small case C because it's not the Lord, it's the body of Christ. And their, their, they were, their appearance, their appearance was as a flash of lightning. There's your son of man revelation in Matthew 24. The lightning appearing out of the east, even to the west, a flash of lightning. That's a son of man coming with what? 10,000 of his saints to render judgments upon the earth. Well, we'll get into deeper. Revelation going through the sand, digging deep, then found that rock, which is Christ. No other foundation be laid than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ. But there's deeper revelation, and it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. They come to the full image of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man for the work of the ministry. We'll get into what that work in the spirit of the living creatures is in the wheels. And we'll understand what those wheels are. The wheels and cried, and Jesus is that one like the Son of Man in the midst of the churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Perkins, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. He's in the midst of that. Jesus, the Son of Man, one like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, the churches. That's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. It looks like they're wheels, plural, but in the wheels it was cried in my hearing, O wheel, we're one with the Lord Jesus Christ. He that's joined the Lord is one spirit. With one mind, one accord. Speaking the same things in the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God. And he will manifest himself through us for we're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not us, but Christ liveth in us. The life we now live, it will be manifest in the last days in the revelation of Jesus Christ through us to the glory of God. That's the last day work of the ministry that God's doing now to those that have an ear to hear, need to hear from you. God's doing it now. And I'm not talking about a local church body. I'm talking about the body of Christ in the earth that is being raised up now that are overcoming the devil, the world, their own flesh for the work of the ministry. You want to be in the work of the ministry? I certainly do. Well, we have to come together in one. As long as some of you are hearing me, you're not contacting, and the devil can keep us uh, scattered on every high hill, made a prey for every ravenous beast, it'll never come together. The new wine will fail. But those that hear and then move on it to the saving of our souls and coming together bone to bone, then it'll make bone to bone, we'll make a joint. If whichever joint supplies so that if I of itself in love, then the Lord will fitly frame it together. I need to hear from you. We need to move together. Did the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ? I need to hear from you. Call me, leave a message. I'll get right back to you so we can join together in the work of the ministry. God's doing it now. My country code is plus one. Area code 903. 746-4885. Leave a message. I will call you back. Definitely. And look forward to talking with you and working with you in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many of you are calling from Africa, India. You're listening to the podcast. We thank God for you, praying for you. We need to hear from all the nations. 
God's doing it now. This will cover the whole earth. God's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear. Now, if you believe uh, that you've already got it all, you're laid of sin, you're clothed fed and have need of nothing, you're increased with goods, fine. Then stay where you are. We'll pray for us. We'll pray for you. But you, that God is dealing with, the Holy Ghost dealing with your spirit, and you're hearing the voice of God, don't procrastinate. Call me. So that we can work together. The time is far spent. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. It's coming upon us, and thus don't let the new wine fail in us. He's turned the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. The fathers is the full cherubim, but going to the match of the statue of the fullness of Christ. We've gone from newborn babes to little children. No, he's a father. Then to young men. Word of God is strong in us, and we've overcome the wicked one. And now to fathers, full grown, knowing him that's from the beginning. That's the cherubim. Those are the candlesticks. That's the cherubim of glory that are shattering the mercy seat. It's the Christ in you that's coming forth in full glory. And the body of Christ must come together for that to be effective. And God being uh, lifted up and glorified in and through the body of Christ, us, the current body of Christ. He's the head, we're the body, builds heaven and earth. God's doing it now. Again, call me. Leave a message, I'll get right back to you so we can meet and work together in the work of the ministry. Country code plus one. Area code 903-746-4885. Don't procrastinate. We're praying that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.